This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Welcome in to Outkick the Show. I am your fearless leader, Clay Travis. Hold on a sec. I've got to get my vodka. I got to be ready for raising a glass for Dixie Vodka, uh, our sponsor of the Friday Outkick Show. If you're not familiar with Dixie Vodka, it should be a staple of all of your football weekend activities. Whether you are a college football zealot or an NFL zealot, raise a glass for Dixie Vodka. Get hooked up with the best vodka anywhere in the country. They're based in Charleston, South Carolina, and importantly, They don't believe in cancel culture. When the mob came for them, the woke Twitter mob said, oh my God, your name of your vodka is Dixie Vodka. Do you know what they said? We ain't changing. And they didn't. And if you support companies standing up to the woke Twitter mob, this should be your vodka. It's mine and it's fantastic. I drink it a lot and I love it. It's Dixie Vodka. Raise a glass this weekend for the NFL and college football and have a great time doing whatever it is you love to do over the weekend. I hope you're back at work, school, or play. And we have got a lot to get to right off of the top here. want to encourage all of you to go sign up for fanduel.com slash clay. Get hooked up now. Make sure that you don't miss a single minute of all of the big wagers this weekend. I've got my OutKick six-pack of picks. I've also got you... Some NFL uh, and college football plays that I love outside of that. All of that you can check out at fanduel.com slash clay if you go sign up and get your bets in. If you're in Tennessee right now, $50 free if you go sign up any day now. They are going to flip the switch and you are going to be able to bet on anything under the sun that you love in the state of Tennessee. Also encourage you to go sign up for the OutKick VIP. We are growing like wildfire If you want to continue to support that growth, you need to step up to the plate and support us and become an OutKick VIP. Go sign up at OutKick.com. All right, bunch of different things to get into. How about the Braves? The Braves start a guy that nobody knows. Uh, What is his name? Bryce uh, Wilson? I got his name right here. I I had to write it down. Bryce Wilson. Because I was like, I don't even know who Bryce Wilson is. This 22-year-old that the Braves started. Went six innings, only gave up one hit. It was a home run to Rios. And as a result, the Braves have snagged a 3-1 series lead because Clayton Kershaw lost. Clayton Kershaw lost again in the postseason. Everything fell apart for him in the bottom of the sixth inning when the Braves scored six runs. Now, that raises an intriguing question that we were debating on the radio show that probably you and some of your friends have been sitting around debating too. Who is Clayton Kershaw? Who does he remind you of when you look across the entire American sporting landscape? What athlete in other sports is most similar to Clayton Kershaw? And I think the answer, pretty straightforward after I've thought about it a lot, I think he's Dan Marino. Dan Marino had a 10-8 record, I believe, in the postseason in the NFL. Clayton Kershaw is now, I believe, 11-12 or thereabouts as a starting pitcher in the postseason. He's been unable to replicate his regular season dominance. He's never won a championship. Now, some people can say, oh, it's Peyton Manning. But if you compare 
a guy who won a championship with somebody who didn't win a championship particularly when Peyton Manning has won two it doesn't really fit very well at all. Clayton Kershaw is in the NFL most akin to Dan Marino. What about in the NBA? In the NBA I think Clayton Kershaw is right now he's Giannis and he's James Harden. Guys who have dominated been MVP players but when it comes to the postseason they can't win Giannis is back-to-back MVP he's never been to the Eastern Conference Finals even though the Eastern Conference is sorry he's never been to the NBA Finals even though the Eastern Conference is not very strong he was the MVP this year and he couldn't even get to the Eastern Conference Finals to me Giannis is Clayton Kershaw and so is James Harden in the comments Facebook, Twitter you guys can share all of the suggestions you have as to who Clayton Kershaw is but as that game was going on I was watching it last night I actually felt sorry for Clayton Kershaw. I want the Braves to win because my 10-year-old is a huge Atlanta Braves fan and I've jumped on the bandwagon with him and we're having a lot of fun watching. But I also feel bad for Clayton Kershaw at the age of 32 that he's so good in the regular season yet when he gets into the postseason he falls apart what feels like pretty much every year. I think the Houston uh, Astros stole what should have been his glory with their cheating when they won a championship in seven games over the Dodgers. But ultimately Clayton Kershaw as good as he is and he'll be a Hall of Famer uh, a first ballot Hall of Famer he will be a guy that is talked about as the best pitcher of his generation but if he never wins a title that is going to be the glaring overhang of his career that he's unable to escape no matter how much success he had in the regular season much like Dan Marino much like Giannis right now much like James Harden great regular season player a guy that for whatever reason it didn't happen for in the postseason. Georgia-Bama is the biggest game this weekend I think in the NFL or in college football. And I got an idea that came out of the mailbag. One of you suggested this. Nick Saban, first of all, there's no telling how many times Nick Saban is getting tested right now to try to get three negatives in a row so he can be back on the sideline for the Georgia game. He's probably getting tested a hundred times to try and see if he can manage to pull off three negatives in a row. But Saban is asymptomatic. He has no issues. He's going to be watching this game theoretically from his house or his office or wherever he's going to be. How much money would be raised in pay-per-view if they put a camera in Nick Saban's house and you could watch him mic'd up react to the entire game? I think he could raise millions of dollars for charity. I'm telling you right now he has his Nick's Kids charity. I would pay to watch Nick Saban mic'd up with a camera on him for the entirety of the Georgia-Alabama game. Tell me you wouldn't pay 20 bucks to be able to have that streaming for the entire time that you watch Georgia-Alabama live on the television and be able to have an audio track of Nick Saban reacting in real time. It's a brilliant idea that one of my readers that we have in the mailbag today I think it's genius. It would raise a lot of money. I don't know that Nick Saban would ever be willing to do it and maybe he would behave differently with the uh, camera on him but I don't think he could change. I think even with the mic on Nick Saban would behave as Nick Saban would typically behave and that's the great thing about reality television. If the camera is on you long enough eventually you behave like you would ordinarily behave and stop realizing that the camera is there. You get used to it and I would watch this. I would buy it. I would pay for it on pay-per-view. I think it's a fantastic idea. Daryl Morey has resigned. By the way I like Georgia I told you to take him at plus 6 or all the way up nearly plus 7. I also told you I like the under. I like Georgia and I like the under in this game. Uh, By the way uh, we've got a lot going on in the world of sports but Daryl Morey the former GM of the Houston Rockets resigned has left his job and the NBA should be ashamed of this. Their Chinese propaganda partner 
came out and said uh, that those who hurt the feelings of the Chinese people will have to pay a price. Those who hurt the feelings of the Chinese people will have to pay a price. That is what China, the propaganda arm of the NBA's partnership, said about Daryl Morey. The NBA should be ashamed of itself for not being willing to stand up to China and say, we don't need your money. Our souls are more valuable. And if the NBA is going to argue that they are a social justice warrior organization, then they should be pathetically, unbelievably humiliated by the fact that their own television partner is putting out propaganda about Daryl Morey no longer being employed, telling over a billion Chinese people those who hurt the feelings of the Chinese people will have to pay a price. That, to me, is thoroughly unacceptable. Uh, And the NBA should be ashamed of itself. Arch Manning made his debut last night. I watched it. I was watching game uh, four of the Dodger Braves series and I was also watching Arch Manning. I thought he looked pretty good. Sophomore, it's crazy to be watching a 15 or 16-year-old football player but he makes throws that your average 15 or 16-year-old player can't make. He looked, I thought, a lot like Peyton Manning. And so the debate will be, is he going to go to Ole Miss? Is he going to go to LSU? Is he going to go to Tennessee, Georgia, Oklahoma, Texas? Everybody is going to be angling to try to get into the Arch Manning sweepstakes. He's going to be one of the biggest recruits of all time. And I saw Chris Mannix, who's a regular contributor on the Outkick show. Chris Mannix came out and said, it kind of reminds me of a young LeBron James. I think that's accurate. He is Cooper Manning's son. He is Peyton and and Eli's nephew. They were constantly putting up Archie and Peyton and Eli's data points. He's playing at Isidore Newman High School down down in New Orleans, which is the same place that Cooper and Peyton and Eli all went to school. Um, And look, I don't know how it's possible to be a normal kid and be on ESPN when you're a sophomore in high school and have everybody, people like me, sitting around watching and talking and people like you who are out there, everybody's going to have an opinion of him. I do think it's smart of Cooper to keep him off of social media because I think social media, by and large, is toxic. I'm trying to keep my own kids off of social media as long as I possibly can because I don't think it's helpful for their overall growth. And so far, I've been able to keep, so far as I know, my 12 and my 10-year-olds off of social media, my 7th grader and my 4th grader. Uh, I'm hopeful that I'll be able to keep them off social media for a long time to come. Uh, But to me, Arch Manning is going to have a heck of a job trying to transition from just being a high school kid into being such a superstar quarterback. It's not going to be easy, but I like the idea of keeping him off social media. I think that is a smart decision. I've got my OutKick six-pack of picks for you. Are you ready to get rich, kids? Uh, I love the Bucks straight up against the Packers. Money line, the Packers are around a point favorite, whatever it is. Just take the Bucks straight up on the money line. I like the Patriots under versus the Broncos. Under 46 or 40, uh, what do I have written down here? Under 45. I like the Eagles plus 7.5 against the Ravens. I like the Titans minus 3 against the Houston Texans. I'll be at that game on Sunday. I like the Chiefs-Bills over 58. And I like the Cardinals-Cowboys over 55. That is my outkick six-pack of picks that I gave out this morning. A lot of you have asked what my experience was like Tuesday. And I wrote about this some in my mailbag. What was my experience like Tuesday watching Bill's Titans in person? I took my kids. Frankly, I loved it. Only 8,000 seats, 60,000 zip-tied seats. My kids said it's the best view they've ever had. Nobody was blocking their view. Uh, We had a ton of space around us. 
you're supposed to wear masks but there's so much space around you that if you're eating or drinking you've got the mask off a ton I wasn't uncomfortable at all easy to get in and out of the stadium tons of parking the concourses were not crowded if you're a dad or you're a mom and you got kids to keep up with it was super easy so much easier than it usually is no lines for concessions no lines for bathrooms it felt like you were a super VIP getting to watch a big football game with only your closest friends I am also going again on Sunday to watch the Titans play the Texans and I'm taking my kids again and so my parents just came back from Disney World and they had an incredible time down there with my nephews and my niece and they said it was the least crowded they've ever seen Disney World and as a result they had an incredible time. So if you look at the data and you're willing to look at the data and trust the facts you shouldn't be curled up in the fetal position in your home you should be living your life. I didn't come very close to anybody at the Titan Stadium. It was I think probably more dangerous for me to go to a restaurant which I've been doing for months than it was to go to the Titans game. So I enjoyed it. I loved it. I thought it was an experience that you don't get very often. I felt like I was a VIP in a stadium that was not very crowded and I loved the fact that my kids had clean sight lines. Nobody was in their way. We had a phenomenal time. So if you have the choice to go to a sporting event at reduced capacity I'd encourage you to go. I'm going to go to the uh, game between Alabama and Tennessee up in Knoxville next weekend. I'll see how it is in Neyland Stadium. But my verdict, I'm going to go twice to, uh, to Nissan Stadium. My verdict early on was it was pretty fantastic. All right, this is a big deal. And I want to make sure the guys clip it and we discuss it. Facebook and Twitter and the uh, blocking for the Hunter Biden story out of the New York Post. Let me just kind of give you a little bit of a background and then let me explain why regardless of whether you're Republican, Democrat, or an Independent you should be troubled by what Facebook and Twitter did in response to this story. Okay? The New York Post ran a story multiple stories actually about the contents of an alleged laptop that belongs to Hunter Biden. In particular within that uh, laptop there are emails suggesting that Hunter Biden set up a meeting with a Ukrainian executive for his father that Ukrainian executive writes back allegedly saying thank you for setting up the meeting. There are also emails regarding China and on top of that there are also inappropriate videos that are inside of that uh, or I should say sexually exploitive just uh, I don't even know how you want to phrase it videos that you probably wouldn't want out of your private sexual uh, behavior okay allegedly featuring Hunter Biden that are on this video they believe that it was Hunter Biden's laptops that he took them into a computer repair shop left them never came back to claim them and that's what the New York Post is using as their sourcing okay whether you uh, believe it's significant or not that Hunter Biden made millions of dollars advocating for companies on behalf of Ukraine and China based on the fact that Joe Biden was his dad is I think secondary All right, I think that's an interesting story and it may well have been even potentially criminal in nature but people have been selling their access to famous people for as long as fame and money has existed. So I don't typically get worked up about things like that son wants to take advantage of his father's connections in order to try to make more money that's a story as old as time okay. It is significant that Donald Trump was impeached for less significant allegations of wrongdoing than what is alleged to have occurred with Joe Biden and Hunter Biden. I do think that's significant. But the bigger issue here to me 
is that Facebook and Twitter stopped the distribution of this story and the reason why they did is they cited the fact that the story might have come from inappropriately obtained materials. Now they've never cited this as any kind of reference point for any story involving Donald Trump. Clearly whoever got Donald Trump's tax returns presuming that they are accurate at the New York Times whoever did that obtained those tax returns illegally. The Steele dossier had no basis in reality and was also a classified information document that ended up being reported on as well. The reality is many different stories that are significant in our country are predicated on sourced material which may not be of the most, uh, the most uh, honest obtaining, obtainment, right? And I'll give you a couple of examples. The Hillary Clinton emails were accurate which demonstrated a DNC cover-up and collusion to keep Bernie Sanders from being the nominee in 2016. Those emails may have been obtained inappropriately but they were accurate and I think it's important for everyone out there in a democracy to have as much information as possible. That is a significant story. The Hunter Biden story is a significant story. Arguably, the Donald Trump tax returns are significant stories. You may not like them depending on your politics but they should be able to be widely read and widely disseminated. Twitter blocked the sharing and locked the accounts of the New York Post and anyone else who was sharing that story. Facebook refused to allow it to trend on its network. This is what China does. China refuses to allow its people to use the internet freely. It has created an opportunity with the internet to spread propaganda as I just mentioned with Daryl Morey. Yes, it is different for a country to be behaving as China does than it is for Facebook or Twitter as private companies but if the practical result is the same all Americans should be troubled by the idea that someone at Facebook or Twitter which are default news monopolies in our country is deciding what you are and are not able to see based on a slipshod and poorly and arbitrarily and capricious standard of what is and is not appropriately Uh, obtained information. This is a big deal. Whether you're a Democrat or Republican the Hunter Biden story to me is far secondary to the way that Twitter and Facebook uh, behaved in this context. Okay? You cannot be a platform that claims it is fair for all when you are choosing arbitrarily what to feature and what not to feature and when you are choosing what many news organizations are able to post and what they are able to not post. That is a fundamental breakdown of our marketplace of ideas and it's a significant, massive, monstrous issue regardless of whether you're a Democrat or Republican or an Independent. Now, I understand that sometimes Twitter doesn't want illegally obtained material to circulate freely on its network. I'll give you examples of things that I think should be prohibited. When North Korea hacked all of the emails of the Sony executives. That was information that wasn't very important to the overall functioning of American democracy. It was salacious. It was entertaining sometimes to see behind the wall but it wasn't in any way going to the core of the powerful people in our democracy and it was a totalitarian state in North Korea 
taking advantage of Sony because they didn't like the fact that they had released a movie about the assassination of Kim Jong-un that ridiculous Seth Rogen and James Franco movie which is actually pretty entertaining to watch. The method by which North Korea acted should have led to Twitter putting safeguards in the distribution of those stories and frankly I think news media organizations should have been less likely to actually cover those stories based on the province of their origination. But the same can be said about when they had the great hacking of all the different nude photos of celebrities and it went out everywhere and was wildly distributed I understand why Twitter might want to block the sharing of information that has been stolen or hacked that doesn't go to the essence of our democracy. But Hunter Biden potentially selling access to his father to Ukraine and to China is something that is the very essence of our democratic uh, industry. And in a democratic industry it only works if we have a full and free-flowing marketplace of ideas. Joe Biden wasn't even asked about the Hunter Biden situation in his town hall last night. The media is not treating everyone equally. They are throwing everything they can at Donald Trump and protecting Joe Biden. And the fact that Facebook and Twitter made it readily apparent that they wouldn't share a negative story about Joe Biden while they have been sharing negative stories without any substance for years about Donald Trump is a big deal. And by the way, where was this standard during the Brett Kavanaugh Supreme Court nomination fight? You had people making up complete lies about Brett Kavanaugh and the media was running with them and it was spreading wildly on social media. Why was the same standard not applied to Brett Kavanaugh? Why is the same standard not being applied to Donald Trump? Why did Twitter and Facebook get this so profoundly wrong? It's a major issue one of the biggest issues in our country today the way that information is disseminated on social media and the unequal and unfair method in which it occurs. I'll give you two examples that have recently impacted OutKick. We did a story about Art Bryles. Within depositions of Art Bryles it is now clear that Art Bryles did nothing wrong and lost his job at Baylor. We directly cited depositions as our sources for those, uh, for those stories we're blocked on Reddit because somebody in Reddit doesn't like OutKick and refuses to allow any of our articles to be posted there. Who is that person? Why are they making those decisions? Why should everyone who is a part of Reddit not have access to stories that they might find interesting from OutKick? Someone in one of those tech companies has decided to discriminate against our content without any basis in fact. Furthermore, You may have remembered when Jason Whitlock wrote about Katie Nolan recently. He was uh, accused by Twitter of being sexist. It was one of the top trending items in the whole country for that day Jason Whitlock accused of being sexist. But no one actually said that. Twitter made it up. An editor at Twitter said that Jason Whitlock's column was sexist. But that editor doesn't have to be public. We don't even know who that person was. They made a values judgment and opinion analysis of our piece at OutKick allowed it to trend nationwide with them saying that the column was sexist. Now I disagree with that opinion 
But everybody is entitled to their own opinions of every article that we put up. What I don't believe should happen is that anonymous people inside of social media networks should be making decisions about what content is or is not and labeling it as such for everyone, the tens of millions of people who use their content. Twitter and Facebook are not platforms. They are regularly making editorial decisions and they should be held to the same standards as Outkick or any other news website organization out there. They are broken fundamentally and our democracy is the worst for it. Right now Twitter and Facebook are behaving the same way China does. They pick and choose the winners and losers and decide what's able to be distributed without treating everyone on a content neutral basis. We need social media sites to stop picking sides and start allowing the marketplace of ideas to fairly battle over what is or is not acceptable in American society day to day. Had to get on my soapbox. I appreciate all of you. Go read my analysis of that at OutKick if it intrigues you in any way. You'll see to search my name you'll see that I've written about it a decent amount including today. I'll be on television making some gambling picks on Fox Bet Live shortly. I appreciate all of you. Thank you for watching the programs. Thank you for listening to the programs. I want you to know DBAP unless you need to SBAP and I hope you all have fantastic Saturdays and Sundays. Get out. Live your lives. Go to games. Get ready for school. I hope your kids are back and have fantastic, beautiful weekends in October. Kisses for the haters. I couldn't do it without you. This has been OutKick the show.